everybody. Welcome to Beach Reads. This is a podcast about sunscreen, sandals, and easily digestible novels meant to be read on a towel while listening to the crashing of waves. That's right. I'm Connor. That's Doug. And to paraphrase the bard of 70s metal, Alice Cooper, school's out and the bright expanse of an unplanned summer day is ready to embrace us. Summer is an awesome time to catch up on reading, and today we'll be focusing on the best beach read authors of all time. From the sultry whispers of Danielle Steele to the goosebumps-inducing prose of Stephen King to whatever it is that James Patterson does. Uh, Doug, are you going to stop me? You know, Connor, Connor, this isn't that show, that whole bit? I'm not. This is actually what we're talking about today, my friend. It's taking you 46 episodes, but you finally got it right. We're really talking about beach reads? Sure. Reading at the beach, at the park, on your couch, wherever you choose to pick up a book this summer is a great place to do it, and the data backs that up. In fact, we're going straight to the source, Scholastic. Oh, I love the school book fairs as a kid. Right? They should have them for adults. They do. They're called bookstores, dude. I guess that's true. Also true is that a recent study of children in third to fifth grade showed that students lost, on average, about 20% of their school year gains in reading over the summer. Younger children are prone to the most learning loss because they're at a crucial stage in their development. Things like decoding and letter knowledge and word reading skills are very susceptible to decay without frequent practice. And children from low-income families are also disproportionately affected by summer slide in ways that can affect them years into their education. Some research has shown that more than half of the gap in reading scores between low-income ninth graders and their middle-income peers could be attributed to differences in summer learning accumulated between first and fifth grade. We sat down with three of our teacher librarians to hear about what books they are recommending to students this summer. We're going to hear from them, and Doug and I will add our less-than-expert opinions along the way. And kicking off our last podcast episode of this school year is teacher librarian Lisa Stoidel from Katherine G. Johnson Elementary School. Summer reading is such a good, exciting thing to look forward to every year. It's kind of like, for me, Starting fresh, like at the beginning of a brand new calendar year, I'm always looking at like the best books of the previous year and what might be coming out and published in the brand new year. And it's the same thing with summer. There's lots of good avenues to take. There's Battle of the Books lists, both in elementary levels and middle school levels. So there's lots of lists out there to, to pull from. Talk to your friends. Whenever I'm talking to my friends, I'm asking them what they're reading. Another thing that I like to do in the summer is maybe pick up a hobby that I don't have time to do in the rest of my school year and go to the library and pick up books on that particular hobby. Start something new. If you're going on a trip, make sure you've got a book along and that can be on a device or it can be in paper format or you can start up a book group. There's so many different things that you've got time to do in the summer that you might not have time to do the rest of the year. So have fun with it and make sure you're taking the time to read every single day. Reading every single day this summer, that is a lofty goal. Connor, when you were a kid, what books did you enjoy reading? I was and am a giant Roald Dahl fan, BFG, lots of good stuff, James and the Giant Peach. So I was that was my lane. And as I got a little older, I found Stephen King and he became a favorite of mine. Lots of scary tales. But enough about that. Let's get back to our experts. This is teacher librarian Christine Link from Elk Plain School of Choice. I have some summer reading recommendations for middle school students. Some of these I have read, some of them I have not, but they all have gotten really great reviews either from other students or other resources that I check. 
The first two, one is called It Doesn't Take a Genius, and the second one is called Camp Famous, and both of these books take place at summer camps. The next two are graphic novels, which are always really fun reads. The first one's called Freestyle, and it is about a breakdancing troupe who's in eighth grade, and this is their final competition before they all go to high school and they go their separate ways. Invisible is about a group of Latinx students who have to do community service at their school because they got into some trouble, but they find out more about how they're perceived than they're comfortable with. And then we have The Moth Keeper, which is also a graphic novel. It's totally fantasy about magic moths, which is also getting great reviews. City Spies is a classic spy novel with kids in it that collects a bunch of kids from all the different continents of the world. And mostly they've gotten in trouble because they are hackers. (laughs) But then those skills are put to good use. And then my favorite so far for this year is called A Rover Story about a sentient Mars rover who talks and feels his way through being built and through eventually making it to Mars. And I don't want to give any more away than that. Did she say a Grover story? Pay attention, Doug. Rover. Oh, my mistake. But one of my favorite books growing up was The Monster at the End of This Book, starring lovable, furry, old Grover, a Sesame Street classic. I remember going to the Carnegie Library in Pittsburgh with my mom, being able to check out 10 books, filling up the bag, and then getting home, really just getting in the car and wondering how quick I was going to go through these and how quickly we could get back. I read the Beezes and Ramona series, the Berenstain Bears, and of course, Where the Red Fern Grows. That was the first book I read growing up that made me cry and made me so mad that the book made me cry. I read it again just to prove I could do it without crying. And I read it that second time and I was not successful. Looks like you're crying a little bit right now. And I appreciate that. Share your feelings. Way to go. Thank you. Some of the favorite books I read to my kids were the Charlie and Lola series and The Day I Traded My Dad for Two Goldfish. That is a bizarre book, but amazing art and super fun. Okay. Thanks for that dissertation on your childhood. Now let's hear from a real expert. Our final teacher librarian, Carolyn Olson from Bethel High School. I'm going to share three books with you today that are perfect for lounging by the pool this summer or out of the sun inside. And these are great for high school students, perfect for adults as well. I know several teachers that come into the library and check books out and uh, there's no shame in it. So the first one I'm gonna introduce is a contemporary fiction by renowned author Melissa De La Cruz, and it's titled The Last Legacy. After her grandmother passes away, Anna inherits a sprawling estate in the Hamptons. As she explores the property and learns about her family's history, she discovers secrets and scandals that could ruin her family's legacy. With the help of her new friends, Anna must navigate the challenges of inheriting a fortune and decide what kind of legacy she wants to leave behind. Next up, we have Mysteries and Thrillers, and these are really popular in our library. They're also great for adults as well, and we we can't keep them on the shelf, and they're my go-to for reluctant readers. In this mystery, The House of Mirrors by Jennifer E. Smith, when Maggie's parents inherit an old mansion in the countryside, they think it's the perfect place for a fresh start. But strange things start to happen in the house, and Maggie begins to uncover dark secrets from the past. With the help of a new friend, Maggie must solve the mystery of the house before it's too late. And lastly, we have Aurora Rising. Reclaimed, and this is part of a series by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. It's science fiction, and it's the third book in the Aurora Rising series. 
and it sees the return of the squad, who are once again tasked with saving the galaxy from a deadly threat. With new enemies and old friends, the squad must navigate dangerous worlds and uncover secrets of their past to ensure a future for all. These books are available at your local school library, and you can also check them out on the Sora app, which is available through the My Bethel portal. Well, Connor, that's going to do it for this show, and it's going to wrap up our first season of the Bethel School District Presents, a podcast about the Bethel School District. Wow, it's been a year already. It's been a real hoot. <laughs> Any book recommendations for the grown-ups listening out there that you want to share, Connor? Yes, grab your pen and paper. First, I'll start with Emily St. John Mandel's Sea of Tranquility, or anything by Emily St. John Mandel, actually. Dennis Johnson's The Largess of the Sea Maiden, The Plot by Gene Hampf Corlitz, and finally The Cold Millions by Spokane's own Jess Walters. All winners. What about you, Doug? What you been reading? My first two are The Martian by Andy Weir, The Lincoln Lawyer by Michael Conley, really anything by Philip K. Dick. He's one of my favorite authors. Nonfiction book about firefighting called On Fire by Larry Brown. He also wrote a book called Joe that's fantastic. And a great summer read is always for me, Travels with Charlie in Search of America by John Steinbeck. Read it quite a few times. Steinbeck travels around America with his dog. Steinbeck's a hack. That'll do it for us, everybody. We'll be back in August with a brand new season of the show. Have an awesome summer, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. I'm Connor. That's Doug. Are we not doing that? I am like Ron Burgundy here. That's right. I'm Connor. That's Doug. That's right. It's all right. I'm going to do the whole thing. Please do. That's right. Is, is that right mean anything here? Does it need to be here? Do I? I think you're listening to the question okay. ways. I'm Connor. That's Doug. Without that's, that's right? Yeah. Okay. Unless you really need to put it in there. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst. Ha <laughs> 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 Well, thank you for that dissertation on your childhood. Now let's hear from a real expert, our final, final teacher librarian. Okay, thanks for that dissertation on your childhood. Now let's hear from a real expert. Our final... (sighs) Serenity now. Okay, thanks for that dissertation on your childhood. Now let's hear from a real expert. Our final teacher librarian... Who is... I don't know. And finally, always a great summer read is Travels with Charlie in Search of America by John Stenbeck. Stenbeck, everybody. And finally, a great summer read is always Travels with Charlie in Search of America by John Stein. I can't say his name. Al. Stand back. Stand back, everybody. It's Steinbeck. I wonder if he said that when he walked into rooms. I bet he did.